Um, good morning, everyone. It's so good to see you all on Zoom this morning. And it's a pleasure, as always, to spend time worshipping God with uh, every one of you, um, the Gateway family. And uh, we have been looking at the book of Ephesians um, for the past few weeks, and uh, God has been uh, speaking to us through his word. And I'm just going to continue um, from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 to 20. But before we open God's word, shall we just bow our heads and ask God to reveal his word to us? Father God, we thank you that we can come to you as we are. And Lord, we can be anywhere in the world, but in your presence at the same time. And we thank you for that. And Father God, as we are gathered together and open your word, I pray that you will open your word to our hearts this morning. And we thank you because your word is a two-edged sword. Your word heals and your word opens our hearts, Lord. And your word is a mirror, Lord, that we can see ourselves in it. And today, Lord, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and open your word to us. Speak to us. Help us not to just hear, but to respond and to obey. And we thank you and we praise you for you are the God who reveals things to us, Lord. Come and reveal yourself to us. Send your word to us and heal us. Send your word to us and encourage us. Send your word to us and transform us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is my first time. <laughs> preaching on Zoom. It feels very odd, I can tell you that, <laughs> but hopefully God will send his word and we'll be able to hear from him. So before we start, I'm going to read the passage first. So this is Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 to 22. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. So, I'd like us to think about this passage as we meditate on this passage. I'd like us to have the perspective of past, present, and future. And I'd also like us to visualize this passage so that it comes alive for us. So imagine you are um, outside Windsor Castle and you bought a ticket to go inside there as a stranger and a foreigner. So if you're a stranger and a foreigner, if you don't belong in Windsor Castle, you need to pay a lot of money to go in there. You have to queue up to go in there and you are not allowed to uh, go into every room there. You're only allowed to see a few things in there and then you have to leave. So if we compare it to God's household, that's what we were. That's our past. We were queuing up outside and we didn't have the right to go in. 
That's what we were, that's our past. Our present, however, is we are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So in other words, we now have access into God's household. And if you think about Windsor Castle as a metaphor, many people have access to Windsor Castle, people who cook, people who clean, and people who are guests. But we have access into God's household, not as people who cook clean and are guests just for the day. We, we have access to God's household, just as Prince William and his family have access into Windsor Castle. And that's, what, that's the worth that God has given to us. And that's what we are. We are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. In fact, we, we are joint heirs with Christ himself and we are seated with him in the heavenly places. And that is the great worth that God has given to us. And this morning in the prayer meeting, Phil read um, the Psalm and, and, it, and it said, who is man that you are mindful of him? God is not just mindful of you, he has given you worth. And you can enter God's household with the same authority that Prince William and his family can enter Windsor Castle. And that's what we are. That's our current situation. And then this passage goes on to go on to another metaphor. Uh, in verse 20, um, the passage says, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So we are the family and the household of God. At the same time, we are also stones there. The stones in the building, living stones. And Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone and in whom the whole building is being fitted together. So it's a two-dimensional growth. I just want us to visualize this before we um, understand what God wants us to learn from it. So we are being built together on the sides, knitted together, being made stronger and stronger in our relationships with each other. And at the time, at the same time, we're also growing, rising upward. I think the NIV says rising upwards. So more people are being added in as well. So the base is getting stronger and then it's also growing upwards. And that is our present state. We are being built. And what's going to be the future? In the future, we are going to be a dwelling place for God himself in the spirit. And that's the future we are going to, we, we are looking forward to. Um, so this is the passage. I hope it helped us visualize this passage. So with this uh, visualization in our minds, we just look at what God is saying to us today through this passage. What is he saying to me today? What is he saying to you today? So the first thing that really comes out is that we are no longer a stranger or a foreigner. And if you believe in Jesus, and if you believe Jesus died for you and rose again, and if you have confessed your sins to him, and if you are walking in the light, remember you are no longer a stranger or a foreigner. You are his very own child, and he is your father. You can boldly come into his presence. And 
there may be some of us here who have never ever given their lives to Jesus, who have never believed in Jesus for their salvation up until now. If you are such a person, today is the day. You can just ask him at this moment, you can receive him at this moment and you will no longer be a stranger or foreigner. You can enter his household this moment. Or you may have tasted Jesus before, you may have known him, you may still do, but you feel like you're a failure. You feel like you've let God down. And, or you may feel like I have been so long, so far away from him that I don't feel like I could come in. Well, he has not let go of you. And the song that Rob shared about it is, I am not finished yet. He is not finished with you yet at all. And he will come after you like the one sheep. You are that one sheep that he will leave everything else to come after. You are no longer a stranger or a foreigner. You are a child. The same worth that God placed on Jesus, he's placing on you. Remember that. Do not give in to the lie of the enemy and say to the enemy, I am a child of God. And when you come into the church, gateway is a small expression of this temple that's being built for as a dwelling place of God. And when you come into gateway, do not believe the lies that the devil is trying to say to you that you are a stranger or a foreigner. Remember, it is your father's house. Come in with the authority, knowing that it is your father's, just as a little child runs into their father's house, you can run into the father's house. You are no longer a stranger or a foreigner. And the second thing I believe that God wants to say to us today is that you are being built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And in order to really understand this bit further, I'd like to read from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 8, because that expounds it a bit further for us. So 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 8. In fact, I'm going to start from verse 3. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as to a living stone rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Listen to the word precious chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So the metaphor goes on to us being part of God's household 
to us being the living stones that are being built um, so that God will come and dwell as a spirit uh, among us. And remember that we are not inanimate objects, but we are living stones. And therefore we have this choice of holding Jesus as precious or rejecting his word. Every moment of our lives, we have a choice. We have a choice to hold Jesus as precious or to reject his word. And that's, that um, responsibility lies with us. So as we are being built, because we are not inanimate objects, God does not force, forcefully fit us into a mold. We, he, the choice is ours as well. He molds us, he waits, he's patient but the choice is ours. And as I saw that the word precious had been repeated so many times in that, uh, in 1 Peter chapter two, I just was reminded of what Jesus said in Matthew 13 about um, the merchant who was seeking pearls. And when he saw a, a pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and he bought it. And so when I think about God saying that Jesus is the living stone and he's precious, I just felt that as living stones ourselves, and we should know that the foundation, our foundation is Jesus. And it's him we preach, Jesus and Jesus Christ crucified. It's him we preach. And we, as living stones, must learn to see Jesus himself as that pearl of great price. And for him, we count everything else as loss. And because he is precious, we choose what pleases him. And uh, I just want to quote something that St. Augustine said, Christ is not valued at all unless he is valued above all. And as living stones being built together as a dwelling place for God, we need to make that choice. It's hard, but we can. Every moment, it's not like I sign off my life once and after that God uh, uh, then has his way in me. No, God gives us choice every moment of our lives and every moment we need to take up our cross and follow him and he needs to be precious to us and that's the, I believe is the second thing that God wants to say to us today we are being built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone and the third thing that I believe that God wants to say to us today is that we are a whole building. We are fitted together and rising upwards, a two-dimensional growth. So rising upwards as more sheep are added to the fold. Evangelism. Fitted together as connections between us are strengthened. And that is growing in fellowship and discipleship. And whether you believe it or not, the church is growing. The church of Jesus is growing. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And the strength of our relationships determines is the foundation for the next layer that's growing. Generation after generation, we are growing. 
and we need to be stronger together. Remember the two-dimensional growth that is needed for the church, for the dwelling place of God. So that is our present. And lastly, it's our future. Our future is that we are built together for a dwelling place of God himself, the God who created everything, who is magnificent and whose greatness is incomparable and incomprehensible. And our future is an eternity with God. And I'd like to read a passage from Revelations um, chapter 21, verses one to four for us as we think about the future. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God, the dwelling place of God, is with men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And this year and the year before, we many of us have lost people we really love. But we have this hope that we are being built together as a dwelling place for God. And one day God himself will come and wipe away all our tears. How can we respond to this amazing word of God today? Because when God speaks to us, we need to respond. The first thing I'd like to say is, if you feel you're a stranger today, if you feel like you are out of God's family and out of touch, and don't belong. Don't. You are no longer a stranger. And even if you feel you have backslidden, his arms are always open. His grace is more than anything you can ever dream of. He is open. He's open to you to come back to him today. If you've never given your heart to Jesus before, his invitation is open for you. No one is excluded. No sinner is too far gone for him to forgive. He died for you. His blood is enough for you. His invitation is open. Respond to him today. Do not delay. Do not be a stranger. Do not queue up outside and look at the gates. Come into the household. Secondly, if you feel that Jesus Christ is not precious enough for you. And if you feel there are other things in your lives that are taking precedence over him, ask for his grace again. We cannot try as we might make Jesus above all in our lives. We need his grace for that as well. But we can go humbly to him and say, Jesus, I am finding it very hard to make you Lord of my life. I have you in my heart, but I'm struggling. Will you not help me? He will. He will. 
you can go to him. And today you can say to him, Jesus, I want to pursue you as my pearl of great price for which everything else is lost and rubbish. Knowing you is my pearl of great price. And if you would want to do that, today is the day you ask him because you cannot do it on your own. You can never pursue God on your own. He must draw. And you should be willing to be drawn. That's all. You can ask him that today. And thirdly, remember, there is no such thing as a standalone Christian. You cannot be a lonely Christian. That's just not allowed. You have to connect with each other. There is a two-dimensional growth here. So we may, sometimes we find it hard to connect. Sometimes I just want to curl up and stay at home the whole time and never connect with people. Ask God's grace today. God, I want to connect with your people. I want to connect. Ask God. He will give you the grace. He will help you connect because that's his plan for you. He wants you to connect. Take part in fellowship, discipleship, and in evangelism. He wants to add more people as well. Ask God to help you, help you to bring more people to him to take part in evangelism. Fourthly, sorry, I think I've lost my notes. I think that's it. The fourth thing was from some other notes. <laughs> sorry. So um, what I'd like to say is, if you would, uh, we're just going to pray in one minute. Um, so think about these three responses. And will you not make a connection with God today? Not just let this pass, but make that connection with God. I'll pray and I'll then let Al take over and do what, whatever God asks you to do, Al. But I'll just pray before we finish. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for what an amazing God we serve, our Father, Abba, Father, Daddy. Lord, we thank you for your love. And we thank you because we don't have to queue up to come into your household. We are no longer strangers and foreigners. And we thank you because you pursued us as your pearl of great price. Jesus, you left all for us because you counted us as a pearl of great price. And that's why we want to count you as a pearl of great price. We love you because you first loved us, Lord. And Lord, we thank you because when we believe in you, we have fellowship not only with you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but also with one another. And we are brothers and sisters, and we thank you for that. And Lord, I come to you for my brothers and sisters today and for myself, Lord. If there's anyone who feels they're a stranger, Holy Spirit, will you not reveal yourself to them, reveal your love to them? And, and say and remember and let them remember lord that you never left them left them they may have felt that they left your household but they always have been part of it and lord for those of us who are really struggling to make you priority in our lives lord will you not help us help us to pursue you as a pearl of great price lord everything else is lost and rubbish nothing else matters and Lord, help us to know that unless we value you above all, we are not valuing you at all. 
and help us remember we love you because you first loved us. You valued us and that's why we value you. We need to value you more. And Lord, forgive us for the times when we have, we should have connected and we haven't. Help us to connect more with each other, Lord. And help us to seek the lost more, Lord, to bring more and more sheep into your fold. Help us, Father. We thank you and we bless you and we love you. Thank you for this awful, awesome privilege, Lord, of being your children and being part of your family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.